Welcome to the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. If health, fitness, nutrition, and personal development are an interest of yours, you are in for a treat. And always remember, the pain you may feel today will be the strength you feel tomorrow. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Fitness Journey Podcast with your host, Wesley Bear. This is episode number 20. And today, guys, I have with me Megan Loda. She also goes by hashtag FitLittleMeg. And we first got connected on Instagram. I've seen her story. I've seen her journey. And, and after conversation, what's, what's so cool about her is she went to school for teaching. She um, was a teacher for a few years, and she decided that her passion was to help adults, to help people through health and fitness. So she left her normal, everyday teaching career job, moved from Virginia all the way to the other side of the U.S. to California. Now she helps empower women, inspire them, and help them reach their fitness and their health goals. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear this message. She's going to talk to you guys about her challenges, some of the things she faced by, by doing the big move and having her parents at a time almost tell her, hey, we don't think this is smart for you. But she went ahead and did it, and now she's happier than ever, and I uh, can't wait for you guys to hear this one, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Fitness Journey Podcast with your host, Wesley Bear. Today, guys, I have with me Megan Loda. Megan, how's it going? It's going good. Good. Thank you so much as well for being with us. Can't wait to hear your message. I know we talked previously uh, but I'm really looking forward to to you sharing that with our guests. So if you can just introduce yourself to the audience. Absolutely. Well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be on here as well. Um, but yeah, to introduce myself, my name is Megan, but I do go a lot by Fit Little Meg, which is my Instagram handling. Um, and I am an online personal trainer who recently moved to L.A., uh, but I'm also attending school right now to become more educated on the human body and the health and wellness and really just to be a better coach and hopefully to start kind of training as well in person. Nice. And uh, before you did that, because I know you made a pretty big move. You were living in Virginia um, and I believe you mentioned you and your boyfriend took a big move to L.A. How was that transition? Yes, we did. It's definitely been, you know, it's been, it's had its ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster, but overall, it has been amazing. I mean, it's been such a, you know, turning point in my life. Um, and, you know, so much has changed, but definitely changed for the good and has, I have just learned so much and grown and my business has as well. Um, just moving out here has really allowed me to have so many more opportunities and just meet so many more people and network. Um, you know, there's so many people out here in this area that are in the health and wellness, fitness um, area. So that, you know, has just helped me so much. Do you see it being uh, a big difference, you know, being in a new city, in a big city at that, and you're doing your health coaching business? Is it like, are you seeing it to be very, very competitive or are you seeing it as, hey, there's just way more opportunities now than there were in Virginia? 
You know, I think you can definitely take that two different ways. And that's, I goes back to like your mindset. You know, some people could see it as competitive, but I definitely choose not to see it as that. And in fact, some of my really good friends are, you know, health and wellness coaches as well. And instead of like trying to compete with them, I love to like learn from them, right? And share my ideas and kind of hear their ideas and just like bounce ideas off one another. Cause I think, you know, there's enough room for everyone. There's millions of people in the world. Everyone can benefit from having a personal trainer, right? So, you know, I try not to look at it as competition. Instead, just, you know, um, people to network and learn from and grow and help you and your journey. And hopefully you get to help them on their journey as well. Yeah, there's just, I'm, like I said, I, I see the opportunity being there. But it comes down to being authentic, being real with your clients, and they can see that. You know, social media is an amazing platform. It's a way for us to connect. It's how, shit, that's how we connected. Um, (laughs) More than anything, you can use it as a a point to add value, a point to help people, inspire them, impact them. And I think that's what fitness is all about. Yes, absolutely. Just yourself. So. Um, but before you got into this, you were doing something a little bit different. So if you can talk to us a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So before I you know, actually went to college to be a teacher, my whole entire life, I always wanted to be an elementary school teacher. Um, so I went to college to do that. I actually got my master's in education as well. And I became a teacher right out of college. I taught for four years and it was about two years ago, really, when I started getting more into health and fitness. And actually I did a bikini competition and that's really, that was a huge turning point for me. I didn't realize that at the time, but that really changed my life. Um, I just, you know, fell into the whole health and fitness world and I loved it. And I started sharing my journey on my Instagram, but you know, it's funny how you talked about teaching and whatnot, because I was terrified that anyone would find me at that point. And I, you know, I didn't even compete under my real name because I didn't want people to know that I was doing that. Um, and, you know, I remember too, like having school outings or school lunches and stuff. And I would just hide in the classroom because I didn't want to go because I couldn't eat the food and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so it was definitely a huge fear of mine to kind of I actually even blocked like my family members at the time too. I didn't want, and I think really a lot of it was I just wasn't confident in myself and I had no idea how much health and fitness was going to really change my life. Um, so yeah. that kind of made me terrified of, you know, people finding it. But definitely when I started to overcome that is when so many opportunities came my way and it just made me realize how much, how much I had a, you know, I had a gift of what I was doing and I was by like being afraid of like opening up this gift, I was really, you know, not allowing myself to hit my full potential. Yeah. Now I have to ask this cause I'm trying to like think of it in my head. You were teaching and you were training for a competition. Did uh-huh. your students ever ask you like, Hey teacher, like, why are you eating so much? Or like, why are you <laughs> eating like in these like different, you know, like every two hours? Yeah. I know when you train for these competitions, there has to be a lot of discipline when it comes to the the dieting side of things. Absolutely. You know, I taught second grade, so they were only seven. So they, <laughs> you know, they didn't really have that much of an idea. I will say, though, it would be so funny. I ate a lot of fish, and during oh. – I would heat it up in the microwave, and then yeah. get to my classroom, and I would hear, like, fourth and fifth graders walk by being like, what is that smell? It's so disgusting. Uh-huh. 
And I would just be like, oh my gosh, you know, um, or like kids would like give me, oh my gosh, the worst was, it was like one of the last weeks of school. It's um, teacher appreciation week. Every day they come in with like donuts for you and cupcakes and cookies and feeding me all this stuff that I couldn't eat. So I would just be like, throw a lot of it in the trash or like bring it home to my boyfriend. Um, but they were so young that most of them didn't really like put two or two together. Yeah. But some well, of the teachers did be like, you are so skinny, you know, you're getting so fit looking. What's happening? <laughs> um, they, they were probably wanting some tips as well. I mean, yeah. shoot, being a teacher and, you know, I'm sure you were pretty busy, even though there were second graders. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, amazing. more and more people started finding out. Um, I was in a magazine, the Train for Her magazine, and one of the my librarian came up to me and was like, I read about you in your mag- in the magazine. Oh. And I was like, I just remember being like bloodshot, you know, like so embarrassed and looking back, I'm like, why did I feel like that? But it's my clone, I promise. It's not yeah. me. <laughs> That's funny. But I commend you on that, you know, being a teacher and being so dedicated and disciplined. I've seen um, I, my old roommate got into bodybuilding and at the time he was doing training and whatnot. But I mean, I tell you, he, he was super dedicated to it. Like the, the food and the dieting and being in the gym multiple times a day, but also sitting there saying like, no, I'm not going to have that. Or no, I'm not going to, you know, eat that cupcake. And I sat back and I would watch people joke about it and say like, yeah. Man, come on, like go out with us. And I'm like, guys, you don't understand. It's not eating the one cupcake. It's the mindset behind it. Yeah. If you allow yourself to do that, it's going to put you totally off track. Absolutely. And I will say, you know, if you, that's the, people don't understand. It's the biggest mindset game you have to play going through a competition like that. And it's so much in the mind. Um, and I did a few times have episodes like where I did, I would start eating things I wasn't supposed to eat and it never affected me, my body. Like my body actually probably respond well to the food, right? But mentally it killed me and it was so hard for me to overcome mm-hmm. mentally that I cheated. You know, I, I didn't follow the plan and all this stuff, but, and that was the hardest thing to kind of overcome mentally. Um, the mental challenge is just incredible, but it also, it just makes you grow so much, you know, and. There's so much – it's so hard to even explain to people unless you've done it because just working so hard towards a goal like that and then just getting there, it's so rewarding and it's really an incredible feeling. What do you think the um, – and you already may have answered it, but what do you think was the biggest challenge? You know, first time like getting into a competition, for anyone out there listening that may be at the point to where they're thinking of this, um, what was your biggest challenge – with, you know, dealing with work and then also competing as well. I would say my biggest challenge, and I and I say this too because I'm actually about to do another competition, believe it or not. Um, and so this is something going in, I'm like, I'm gonna do better with this. I'm gonna it's gonna be like make sure. But I would say my biggest challenge was that, you know, because I was waking up at five AM and doing an hour of cardio, I was going to teach all day, then I was going back to the gym, you know, I was extremely drained. And so when I would get home, I just wanted to go to bed by myself, shut myself off from anyone. And like relax, right? And I really did kind of start to isolate myself. Like it was very hard, my boyfriend and I's relationship, because I just wanted to be alone, right? And even like my parents, like I just I didn't make an effort to really continue socializing. 
Um, you know, social outings were happening and I just didn't have a desire to go, understandably. But at the same time, it's so powerful for your mindset to continue to be around family, to continue to be around friends, you know, to do those social outings. It's good for you, right? Um, so I think that was a big challenge is that I really just wanted to shut everyone out and kind of be on my own and be by myself. Um, but that's also too when you would have those whenever I would have big cravings for foods and stuff, it was when I was alone and it would have been better if I was just talking with people about what I was feeling or like, you know, going out still and doing stuff. So that's something too going in this next show. I'm like, I'm going to make sure I still, you know, obviously I'm not going to be able to be as social, like obviously, you know, but I still want to make an effort to hang out with people and be social and do other stuff besides like the gym and eating. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you think that um, with doing the fitness competitions, did that kind of lead you into your your health coaching business or was that something you always kind of had in mind? No, absolutely. That 100% led me into it. I really, when I did the competition, I had no idea that I would end up making a business. Um, really what happened is after, you know, I started sharing my whole journey and after the show, a lot of people were asking me questions about what they could do. Um, you know, and that was what really made me be like, oh, wow, like maybe I could make this a little side gig, you know? And I always was like, I want to get certified first. Um, and so that was like, okay, that'll be my next goal is to get my certification. So I could kind of have this little side gig, um, and help people in that way. And I've always loved helping people. So that I felt like it was like going to, it was going to be great. Um, and then, you know, when I did get my, my certification, I started kind of doing it side, just as my side gig. I, you know, more and more people were asking me and it was just growing so fast and it, and I absolutely loved it. Like I was waking up still like 5am to be on my computer for a couple hours. And even at school, I, you know, as terrible as it sounds, but I was with my kids and I was thinking about my clients and how I could help them more and what I, what else I could do. And I, I was getting inspired. I made a cookbook. Like I wanted to do so much. Um, and that's when I really realized too, I was like, it's not fair to the children because my mind is somewhere else. And I'm thinking about, you know, how I can help people in health and wellness and not as much as how I can help my children and my students. Um, and so that was really an area where I realized, okay, you know, it's not fair if I continue this to be a teacher and help these students, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was the big transition. From like being even like um, anyone listening to this that's on the fence or, you know, is working a job they hate or doing something that they feel like they're not like passionate about it. And for, for you, I think you were passionate about what you did. You wanted to help kids. It's, you know, a career you wanted to get into. But then it kind of transitioned and you realize like, hey, I want to help people and I want to, to change their lives as much as it did yours. So I want to ask you. What are like one to two things, I guess, that um, you practiced or used when it came to your teaching business that you currently implement with your your clients? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you asked this because when I first told my parents, you know, I'm making this big transition, they were like mortified. Like, you got a master's in teaching. How are you going to be doing this? You know, and I had to kind of share with them that, you know, really, I'm still a teacher and I'm still teaching and I'm really teaching people health and wellness, how to, 
you know, live a great life and be their best selves. Um, and I think I really am taking a lot of what I learned in school and in my teaching career. Because as a teacher, my main goal was always, you know, it wasn't necessarily to make the kids be the smartest kids they could be and teach them all the math facts. My goal was always how can I teach these kids to be more positive, to see life as a blessing, you know, to be nice humans and to love themselves. A lot of these kids struggled with that, that insecurity and not thinking they were good enough. So I really, I always wanted my kids to know they were so special and I truly like tried so hard to make sure they knew I, I believed in them and get them to believe in themselves. I mean, that is something too that I definitely take with my um, clients. You know, a lot of them come to me again, very insecure, not believing in themselves, not thinking in this positive mindset, very, very negative. And that's something I, you know, as same with what I do with my students, I do with my clients really trying to help them, you know, be more positive and have that, have that um, belief in themselves. Yeah. So is the mindset. So if I was coming to you and I was like, Hey, Megan, I have seen you do this and I've seen you do that and you're coaching and you're doing amazing things. Uh, I'm interested in learning more. So if you're getting on a first call with a client, what are some of the things that you're looking for? Um, and I'm asking this because I've interviewed a few coaches. I've talked to people that have coaches. I have a coach myself and the conversation was way different than what I thought it was going to be. So what would a first kind of conversation uh, be for someone that is interested in working with you? Well, let's see. So I do always try to get on the phone with anyone. That way I can just have a better feel. You know, I never want to sign a client on if I don't feel like I can help them or, you know, it's not in my practice or anything like that. Um, but, you know, we usually get on the phone. I first try to just ask them how their day was and try to not even talk anything health and wellness. That way I can kind of get them to drop their guard a little bit and feel a little bit more relaxed. Um and then, you know, I ask them what their goals are, you know, what are some things they love about themselves, anything that they're struggling with, and kind of just get them to tell me a little bit more idea of what they're, you know, what's going on. Um, and then, you know, what their daily life is like, what they do for work, what are, you know, what are some things they love to eat, um, and what are some things that they love to do when they do go to the gym or they work out. Um, so really just, yeah, I guess questions that help me kind of get to know them better and get to know what exactly they want. And like you said, where their mindset is. And usually you can kind of tell right off the bat who is coming to you, um, you know, in that positive mindset, wanting to kind of just continue to strive to be the best selves or who really is looking for a huge change and um, looking to become more confident in themselves. Do you think, because um, there's so many diets out there now, I, I did keto and you're, you know, you're hearing about intermittent fasting and that's not a diet, but just a different way yeah. to, to eat foods and time periods. Do you agree with more of the balance side of things? Um, or is it like, Hey, you know, let's start you on this diet because I think where people fail is they go from diet to diet to diet and they're not enjoying anything. They're just eating the food that they, they hate. So yeah. what do so, you kind of do for yourself? Yeah, so I'm actually a huge believer in the fact that eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. And it's something I say all the time and I tell people. Um, and I really believe I'm teaching like a lifestyle. So I don't really believe in like these quick fix diets just because they're not maintainable, right? And I want to teach my clients how to 
eat in a way that is going to, they're going to enjoy and they're going to be able to maintain for life. Um, and I feel like there are so many little switches we can make in our diet that are going to make a huge difference. And there's so many ways to make, you know, your unhealthy foods, like a donut, for instance, there's so many ways to make like healthy donuts. Um, and I also believe in that balance too. I, I think it's totally You should have balance in your life when it comes to food, but I want, I always try to teach my clients there's so many little things we can do that's going to make food so much healthier for us. And I try to give them so many options. I never want them to be on like a strict diet because I have found with myself and with others too, when you are on that strict diet, that is when you start to have those really high cravings. Um, and it just, you can lead to binge eating. It can just lead to you, you know, it's not going to be a lifestyle. Right. Um, so I, I don't really believe in that. And I don't, I try to, again, give my clients lots of options. I've actually made a cookbook and I'm making a second cookbook that's going to be ready in about two weeks. Um, and it's, you know, food, like a cook food, like pizza and donuts and, pancakes, you know, all those foods that you love, but obviously it's a lot healthier version of that. Yeah. My, uh, my biggest issue is Halo Top ice cream. And oh my God. It's, ice cream is my favorite. <laughs> ice cream and, and cheesecake is like my two go-tos. I love cookies and all of that. But if you gave me like some cheesecake and some ice cream, I would be set. And so for me, I eat really, really healthy, but I'll be going to Publix and Halo Top will be on sale. And I'm like, or Enlightened will be on sale. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'll just get one. And, <laughs> and I'm like, there went 70 carbs. Yes, it was only 300 and some calories. But that's the, the problem I see um, with when it comes to, to dieting is when you're not eating some of the stuff you enjoy. So maybe you want to substitute it with protein ice cream. So you could do like make your own protein ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can, there, there's just so many ways you can do that. But I think yeah. for some people, they don't, they're not able to see it. And yeah. um, having that cookbook, I think is going to be a big help, especially when it comes to desserts and things that people oh, crave and things that like they can't have maybe. So. Yeah, definitely. And I know it's been a huge help to people. And you're totally right. A lot of people come to me and they're, they don't even, they're like mind blown. They're like, wow, you can make these things like healthy? Like I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And I think I, I think that is the way to go too. Like you said, having that balance. And I, I always encourage my clients to have like, I hate calling them cheat meals, but you know, I cheat or free meals, whatever you want to call them. I encourage them to have one or two of them a week. Um, and I do have that myself as well. Obviously, no, um, my go to definitely cheeseburger fries and ice cream, (laughs) but I'm actually lactose intolerant. So I have to have that vegan ice cream and (laughs) yeah. Dang. Well, I mean, that sounds like a, I'm thinking immediately. I don't know if they, they probably don't have them out there. Shake Shack. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, they have. Okay, so that, like, when you said that, that's what I envisioned, is somebody coming out with, like, a milkshake, we'll say, Uh a big cheeseburger and a ton of fries. That is, like, like, just talking about that right now is is making making me want to get one. (laughs) I'm thinking I'll have a big one of that before I start my prep. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I, I was thinking of something today when I was doing another episode and um, I, I was talking about like when it comes to your, your cat, say you have like bad foods and I think more people now, once they're realizing the, the, the progress they're making or whatnot, this is at least my mindset. If I've had a really good workout and I've just ate a really good meal and if I see, if I even like see the halo top, I sit there and think like, man, that is just like, I just probably did cardio and burned 300 calories. And now if I consume that, now it's just like I did nothing. (laughs) And Uh I don't know if that's like a good way to look at it um, in a sense, but I think it's a way to like tell yourself, hey, you just worked your ass off. Like maybe wait, you know, maybe wait for your meal to, to be able to eat that. True. And I, I always tell my clients too, I go, the more you start eating these healthier foods, like the more, you know, you making your healthy ice cream and stuff, the more you're actually going to start craving those foods. And the same goes for sugar. You know, the more sugar you eat, the more you actually start craving it. So, and it always, you know, it's, takes them usually like a week, a couple, everyone's different. I should say some people a week, two weeks, you know, but then they're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm loving what I'm eating. I'm craving this and I want that. And they're like so excited (laughs) because they're, they're, cravings are changing right um yeah and it's very true like you know the more sugar you eat the more you crave it and it's the same with healthy foods as well exactly have you um you've been doing your your health coaching business for a little while now have you had any like transformations that you're super proud of any clients that um have just done something amazing i guess yes 100 percent. this one girl rachel i mean I swear her body looks better than mine. Like she is just freaking jacked. She looks amazing. She's so shredded. And we actually did a reverse diet now. So we've been just like pounding carbs her way. She's at 300 grams of carbs and she has like a six pack. I mean, she looks freaking amazing. Well, that's what I wish I had. Yeah. I also had another client who lost 30 pounds. Um, in the past, like six months, she's lost 30 pounds and, you know, just, but I will say, after I just said that whole physical transformation, my biggest like transformation for my clients it definitely comes to their mentality. I mean, I have girls come to me, like the one who lost 30 pounds come to me, like so depressed, just like no, so insecure, you know, not loving themselves and just, and you can even see in their check-ins the way they start responding. It just changes so much. And that to me is like the biggest transformation, you know, is their mindsets and how confident they become and just how, how much happier they are as a person. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's, that's what I like to hear too. Um, any coach or any trainer I talk to when that's their main focus, I know that if they keep that, they're going to have a lot of success because it's just like in a relationship. And I don't want to talk too much about this, but you have to love yourself before you give that love to someone else. Absolutely, it's just yeah. the same in the gym. You have to love who you are, what you're doing before you can sit there and, and preach it to the world, you know? Yeah. Um, people will kind of notice that. And that well, is – I do want to – Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that is so hard for people to, like, really grasp when, like, especially people in the beginning that come to me, I, I tell them – we need to work, focus first on your mindset and helping you, you know, be in a better state before we can really even see any physical results. Because you're, if you are, you know, if you're having anxiety, if you're stressed and stuff, that is going to block you from reaching any physical goal you want. 
Um, and I know that's so hard for people to really like understand. Yeah. Well, you had, you know, also a time difference, you know, from where you were in Virginia to where you are now, is there anything that you're, you're changing? Um, like when it comes to say morning routines, is there any habits that you're, you're implementing since you've, you've done the transition from, from teaching to now coaching? Um, funny that you say that because I told myself yesterday and I shared this on my Instagram. I go, you guys, it's never too late to start a new goal. It's the very end of the year, but I'm starting a new goal. And my new goal was <laughs> that I don't, um, touch my phone for the first 30 minutes that I wake up. And then the last 30 minutes before I go to bed, <laughs> because that's definitely, you know, hard for me. I'm sure you too, just being on the computer, you know, your phone a lot, so that's been a new goal, but something I do still do regularly is I write a lot in a journal, and that's something I always encourage my clients to at least try. I think there's so much power in getting your thoughts down on paper, um, and I also read a daily devotion every morning that I love. You know, just helps me get my mind in the right set, and just helps me remember you know things I'm grateful for. And again, in my journal too, I always write down like li- I'm a huge fan of like to do lists. Um, I'm very organized. It's a teacher in me, okay? <laughs> um, but, you know, writing down the things you have to do for today. And when I'm ever, whenever I'm feeling kind of down or having that negativity in my life, which we all have, right? Even though I know I'm this big positive person, like, of course, I have times that I don't feel as positive. And so whenever I feel like that, I always get on my journal. I write, I have a gratitude journal, actually. And in my gratitude journal, I'll just write down things I'm grateful for. It just kind of remind myself of, know everything I have and how blessed I am and help myself help me mentally kind of get in that better mindset do you um have you heard of an app called moment moment I haven't okay so uh, moment is an app that um, I'm in it right now it'll tell you how many times you've picked up your phone oh it'll also tell you your screen time yes I have I've heard that there's an app that does that Yeah. (laughs) yeah I'm looking at it right now and like it's only been, I, I downloaded like an hour and a half ago, and it's, I think it's wrong because it says screen time 56 minutes, so it may have been like two and a half hours ago, uh-huh. um, but it's pretty cool because it kind of tells you like, you're touching your phone too much. Like, I think yeah. the average human is 150 times a day oh my gosh. touches their phone. No, I know that's something I still struggle with, and it's hard because, you know, my whole business is online and social media and everything, and I am such a go-getter person, which is a great thing to have. You know, I'm so motivated. I'm always thinking what I can do next. But at the same time, I'm, I do forget to take breaks. I do forget to kind of turn the social media off, right? Or like to, to not be constantly trying to do more kind of things. So that's something I'm definitely still, still trying to work on. Yeah, it's a big part of your business. I mean, you're, yeah. you're talking to your clients. You're communicating with them. So I understand it. You know, it's something that um, is, a, is a life source for you. Absolutely. Well, I do want to ask you the, the final few questions. And one of those, one of these is going to be a little different. I've never asked this question to anyone. Um, but I want to ask you, how can you use what you have as a person to make a difference in the life of other people? Well, that's a great question. But I do like to believe that I already am making a difference, right? Um, and that I'm using my positivity and I'm really – empowering people to live their best lives and just really to go after their dreams and be happy because life is too too short and too precious um and you know 
I just think being that positive, having that positive mindset is going to allow you to accomplish so much more in life and to really be happy. Love that answer. And it's um, you said that because I actually got a text today from a client telling me that I one of my posts, you know, about going after dreams and stuff really inspired her. And she was decided to go after her dream she's been wanting to do for so long and start her own like dog walking business. Um, and that made me like get teary eyed because I was like, I'm so happy for that. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes your day too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, I inspired someone and I helped them you know, reach their goals. And I think that's what's so unique about being a coach is you're, what you're doing is you're serving, you're helping other people, you know, reach their goals, impact them and have a message come through saying, Hey, you helped me or you helped change my life. That'll always stay with you. And you'll always remember that and people will remember you for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, at first, like I mentioned earlier, my parents, it was very hard for them to grasp what I was doing. And my mom just being like, you just went to college and you're mad, you know, like all this stuff. And I think recently too, she's been sending me letters and stuff just being like, I'm so proud of you. But I think it's because she's realized the impact I'm making. And she has seen some of these people talk about, their mental transformations or their, you know, physical transformations and whatnot. Um, so I think she's realizing like, you know, I have a gift here and I'm, I am making a difference and I'm helping people. <laughs> I'm sure she, she really cares a lot about you, especially doing something you love. Yeah. Um, you know, she's going to be by your side on that. So for 2019, you mentioned about, I mean, you have a cookbook coming up, um, mm-hmm. but what are you most looking forward to in 2019? And, Do you have any like challenges or anything that you want to share with us as well? Yeah. So actually December 30th is going to be my pre-launch of my Positively Fit Guide that I just created. I'm really excited for that. I'm doing a week pre-sale where if you buy it during that week, you're going to get my new cookbook and my Positive Mindset Workbook for free as well. So I'm excited to kind of launch that. I've never built a guide before, but I really wanted to give people another option, especially because, you know, one-on-one coaching is more expensive. So I wanted to give them a lot more affordable option if they couldn't afford that or if maybe they just didn't need that one-on-one support. Um, So I'm excited to launch that and also just see people's transformations as well. Um, But, you know, personally, I am doing a bikini competition that's going to be on May 4th, which is actually my 28th birthday. So I'm very excited for that. Um, And just really to travel as well. I have amazing opportunity to go to the Bahamas in January that a company is taking me on. So I'm very excited about that. Um, And hopefully do some other traveling, but really just to, to see my company grow and expand. Um, And, you know, yeah, I know it's going to be, I feel like this year was such a big turning point for my life. Um, but I know this next coming year is going to be even more amazing. What's the, um, cause you talk about travel and it's something I'm going to be doing pretty soon. Have uh-huh. you been anywhere out of the U S yes, actually I'm a huge fan in traveling and I think it helps so much in so many ways, but, um, after college, the first year after I taught, I actually went to Europe for an entire month and went all around Europe, like seven different countries. Um, so yeah, that was that was my big big trip. But my brother actually recently moved to London, so I'm hoping next year sometime, maybe a spring or fall, I'm gonna head over there to see him and then kind of travel travel around Europe as well as more. That's awesome. I actually, um, I know we talked a little bit before this podcast about kind of like what was going on in my life. Yeah. I am doing something very similar to what you did 
I am leaving for Southeast Asia um, in January. And uh-huh. so I'll be still doing the podcast. So anyone listening to this, the podcast will still be live. I'm actually moving into a house in Bali, Indonesia for a month. So I'll be there. And then I'll be traveling to uh, different countries around the area, Cambodia, Singapore, Malaysia. I feel like travel and culture and just seeing something different and being also to focus on the podcast. And my goal is to I have this one thing I want to do where I want to interview one person a day. So on my phone, kind of like a little selfie video, one person a day. And I want to ask them what defines happiness because the term happiness is used in so many ways. It can be that you have a lot of things and you're unhappy or you have little things and you're very happy. And so I want to be able to ask locals in all of these countries, what makes you happy? And uh, I can't wait to share that. Just yeah. It's that is I'm super passionate about. So awesome. I cannot wait to hear that. I'll make sure to keep you updated. Uh, yes. In the process as definitely well. And let us know how, how this new challenge goes. Um, also the cookbook. And, uh, you know, where, where can our guests find you, though, on, on social media? Definitely my Instagram. I would say that's my most active platform. Um, so, yeah, my Instagram, my website, which is all Fit Little Meg. So you just www.fitlittlemeg or my Instagram, Fit Little Meg. And I am I'm making a challenge myself that I'm going to document my prep and put it on YouTube. Um, so I'm going to start up the YouTube. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I wish you the best with that. Just Thank know you so much. that YouTube is an amazing platform and I know people are going to want to see that because there's yeah. people that are maybe interested in doing that or currently doing that. Um, the one piece of advice that I would give, that I think will help you is to show your struggles. Um, you might not struggle with a lot, but I think that more entrepreneurs show the amazing things and they forget to show the, the struggles. And Absolutely. I think that, becomes vulnerable so we can't wait to see that that is great advice i'm going to remember that because i that's something i struggle with too you know i i don't i'm such a i want to i want to always want to be positive right but obviously i'm not um and i do forget to kind of share my struggles as well so thank you for that i will definitely take that with me without a doubt well thank you so much as well for being on the podcast like i said we'll stay we'll stay in touch and uh if anything new comes out make sure to let us know and uh we look forward to hearing from you Okay, awesome. Thank you so much as well. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. Don't forget to join us next time for another episode. Thank you for listening. And remember, commit to be fit.